Hey, this is Vaughn Kohler, and you're listening to the MFCEO Project. Your question is, what's going to happen if I take a risk? Andy's question is, what's going to happen if you don't? In business and life, successful people think differently about risk. That's the topic of today's podcast. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MFCEO Project. Welcome. I'm Andy and I am the motherfucking CEO. What is a motherfucking CEO? Everybody always asks me that. They always say, Andy, what the fuck, dude? The motherfucking CEO. Can't you just be the CEO? No, I can't. I'm not an entrepreneur. Can I be a motherfucking CEO? Yes, you can. And that's the point of the MFCEO Project. We want you to become the motherfucking CEO of your life. We want to show you how to take control and become the best you that you could be and quit making all these pussyfied excuses that are so popular in today's culture. You know, you don't get a trophy for, for 17th place. You don't get told you did a good job when you didn't. These are reality. These are things that are fact. Most people don't understand these things yet. That's how most kids are raised these days. Why the fuck is that Vaughn? The pastor I, of disaster? I don't know, but can I drop some deep thoughts on you? Are you going to curse? I might. Then, okay. I might. I might. I, I got to think about it. Let the spirit lead. Um, so I'm so glad to be part of this whole project. I got to tell you why. Because I, to me, this is bigger than business. This is like life. Right. Yeah. And and I got to tell you why. And this, sound, this sounds kind of weird, but you know, you're always saying that um, we have a word for, for what America has become. It's a generation of... Pussies. Yeah, that's right. Right. And I was just thinking, like, that doesn't always, that doesn't only apply to business. No. You know, you think about, like, the whole world. There are some seriously wicked people out there who want the demise of America. You know, you think about, like, ISIS, and they literally cut off the heads of little kids, and they absolutely want nothing more than to destroy us. And I'm thinking, is America going to be able to survive if we are a generation of pussies? Right. You know what I'm saying? Dude. Am I, I getting too deep on you? No, man, because here I just I just had a conversation on the phone in the parking lot waiting to come in here. Dude, everybody now thinks that they're entitled. It's like the entitlement is the word of the decade, right? Everybody throws that around, especially the right wingers, which I happen to be a, more of a conservative thinker in terms of political stance, but they like to throw that term entitlement around. And it, it, it is an epidemic, but I don't think people really realize how big of a problem that is. They look at it like, oh, people don't want to work and they want to collect unemployment and sit on their ass and blah, 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 blah. And work ethic is, is you know, low for most of America now. And we're not the great generations that we have been in the past, like our dads and our dad's dads. I agree 100%. We aren't. We have a long way to fucking go. But where that comes into a bigger issue is when you start talking about global issues, like what you're talking mm-hmm. about, you're talking about, you know, competing with, with countries and organizations and things that are fucking evil and they're not good. And we have a bunch of sheep over here that sit around and cry about how come they don't have an extra $5 go to fucking McDonald's, you know, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, totally. You know, and <clears throat> I don't know, dude, people have lost perspective. You know, I, 
I, I pride myself on trying to keep the perspective I had whenever we were first starting out. You know, we didn't have much. Um, and were there people worse off than us? Yes, there were. I'm not going to sit here and say that we were the fucking, you know, we crawled out of the fucking gutter because we had good parents. And we had people that taught us things and we had mm -hmm. these kind of resources. OK, so we grew up in a good environment. People have, people have made far more of themselves than I have at a much younger age with much harder circumstances than I am. Right. I am nothing special. And that's the point of what we talk about here is that, you know, fuck, if I can do it, anybody can do right. it. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it just takes a little grit, man. It takes a little toughness. It takes a little bit of balls. And, and, the, and the reality is I don't see much of that anymore. I don't either. You know? And, and I, I, don't, I don't know if you saw it, but I, just something set me off dude, yesterday. that post was awesome. Oh, you liked it? Yes. Oh. Fuck yeah. That was an awesome post. Yeah. Tell so, the story. So basically I'm in Starbucks, which probably was my, my first problem. I was playing business. No, I wasn't. I was actually working. But I was I was in well, Starbucks. Everybody knows you actually work. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. But Long so I, I I I I'm in Starbucks and there's a kid and he and the the grown man with him is obviously his dad. And his dad brings him a I don't know what it was. But the kid looks at it and he goes, "I specifically told you that I didn't want a pumpkin spice latte." And what do you do? You get me the wrong drink. You're pathetic. And I'm sitting here thinking, "What in the world?" And the dad doesn't do anything. He just sits there. That's because he can't anymore. Kind of sulks. He can't do anything anymore. And then the kid, kid kid repeats it. He's like, that's pathetic. And I'm literally sitting here thinking, I can't, number one, I can't, not, I can't imagine for the life of me ever saying that to my dad and not getting a belt across my butt. Dude. But then, the, then on top of that, I thought, can you ever imagine a member of the greatest generation or someone who like made the world safe for democracy or the generation that beat Hitler? Would we have ever said anything like that? Well, we. It's not we. But would, would previous Americans ever have said anything? I mean, there, there were probably individuals who were like that. But across the board, that's not the way the generation was. And it's kind of, I don't know, it was kind of scary to me. Dude. I was like, is this what we've become? It's scary. It, it, it's scary and it's sad. You know what I mean? It's yeah. embarrassing. Like, I, like, when I read that story, I was fucking embarrassed for that dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt sorry for the kid. Because that kid's going to grow up. Thinking that everything is serving of him. Right. He's going to get to be 19, 20, 21 years old, get out in the real world a little bit, and the real world's going to step right on his fucking face. And they're right. going to say, you ain't shit. Right. And then you know what he's going to do? He's going to fucking go into depression. He's going to need to get on fucking antidepressants. He's going to fucking, uh, you know, he's going to need to go to rehab. He's, you know, or he's going to fucking, uh, you know, shoot a school or some fucking right. crazy right. shit. You know, and that's... And then they're going to blame, blame then the Then they're going to blame the fucking... They're going to blame the guns. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's just so fucking fucked up. I don't know. You know, it's just I mean, crazy. But I was just like literally thinking... Dude, if a foreign, wanna, foreign army... How bad did you want to smack that fucking kid? Well, Let's I did. Honest, I did, honest. but I wanted to smack his father No, harder. I know. They both like, deserve yeah, it. Yeah, they both. But I, honestly, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, I just thought to myself, so if some foreign army rolls into America, are we going to... Are we going to... Fight back? No, we're going we to say, say, "Hey, I want my, I want, I didn't want pumpkin in my fucking mochiato." <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus. Anyway, dude. so all this to say, this is good stuff. I'm, dude, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be part of this project. Look, it's man, bigger than business. It is. It's and bigger than business. And I, and I get that question a lot. They're like, "Andy, what's your podcast about?" Well, I'm like, first of all, you should have already been listening, dude. That's right. Second of all, it's not. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to listen. You know, you follow me on Periscope. You follow me on uh, on on Instagram. Follow, most of my shit that I talk about is mindset. It's getting your mind right to succeed in any area, and we all have our areas that we're good at. 
I'm good at being an entrepreneur. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm okay at being an entrepreneur. Okay. There's people much better than I am. Yeah. Um, my fitness area right now is weak for me. So I'm working hard on that. You know what I mean? We all yeah, have yeah. our little areas, but the principles can be applied to these areas to be successful. And they're all the same, you know, and it's fun. And, and when I talk to people about it, they're like, well, what's it about? And I'm like, dude, you just got to listen, right. man. It's not, right. you're going to learn a little bit of business. You're in a little bit of life. You're going to you're, hear some funny stories. You know, yeah. it's, it's, um, plus you get to be part of a, a great group of people because the MFers are awesome. Dude, it's becoming a movement. Yeah. Did you I, know, and, and I think yeah. all of us are, all of us at some point, I don't know. I feel like we kind of rolled this project out at like the perfect time mm -hmm. because all of us, even like, like people I would have never imagined that are like super politically correct that I've known, like for, you know, like you have those friends on Facebook that you have totally opposite views of and you're right. like, you secretly like hate all their posts, but you're right. always polite. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. But like even those people for me, like I look at their shit and I'm like, dude, even these people are getting tired of this yeah. politically correct shit. I, I was surprised who liked my posts that I posted yesterday. Some of them I thought were kind of, I think people are tired yeah, of the yeah. same old shit and, yeah. and, I don't know, whatever it is, man, like we kind of rolled this out at the right yeah. time and it's really hit a good nerve, but, um, yeah, but on, man, you know, on a humorous note, you're always saying that the, some of the, some of the guys that listen to us do some really cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody DM me and said, dude, I'm going to make a shirt that says I'm not religious, but my pastor is the pastor of disaster. <laughs> dude, that's funny. I thought that was hilarious. Dude, it's cool, man. You know, and we're having a good time and I think yeah. we're affecting people, the, the, we're getting the fluff and the, and the clutter and, you know, the, the politically correct nonsense out of the equation and just yeah. giving the facts. Yeah. And that's what people deserve. Definitely. So I shared I shared a couple uh, fears about the direction of our country, but I, I'm, I'm going to jump in and just say question of the day for you is what does the MFCEO fear? You know, I, it's funny because I had a conversation about this earlier regarding the difference between humility and modesty, mm -hmm. because, you know, that's a pet peeve of mine. Right. Like everybody hides under the humble tree because they are afraid of doing the work required to be successful. Yet, if you were to switch that same person, when that person looks at somebody who has something nice, who's sitting under the humble tree <laughs> and they say, oh, I would never drive a Lamborghini because I'm humble. Right. You know, and they throw rocks. But if you say, hey, here's the fucking keys, they would take it in two right. seconds. Right. Right. So my point is, is like it's a it's a pet peeve of mine because people are so hypocritical regarding that term humble mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and they hide under it as an excuse as to why they haven't done what they need to do to get where they want to be mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and they don't even understand the meaning of the fucking word right humble doesn't mean what your wallet says or what your car you drive or what shoes you wear or whatever it has nothing to do with that you know if you don't know what the word humble means don't fucking use it right but anyhow my point to, to all this is that I was having this conversation with a friend about the differences between humility and modesty. You know, humility has this, this, um, I don't know. It has like this feel good, like people feel good to be humble and they feel good to be modest. But in reality, what you're really saying is that you're okay being much less than what you're capable of being. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It's an excuse for underachievement. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And people hide under the humble tree, mm -hmm. you know, and they fucking throw rocks at you. And so we started talking about it and we were going through and going through and, you know, we were going back and forth because, you know, <clears throat> there are people out there that drive nice shit. that say, hey, look at my shit. And they just mm -hmm. blatantly brag. Mm -hmm. And that's a different story. Right. Right. But 
anyhow, we started talking about it. And I basically told him, I said, look, man, I said, here's the reality. One day I'm going to be fucking dead. You know, I'm not going to be here anymore. And I like cars and I like doing cool shit. And guess what? I work my ass off to be able to do those things. So why the fuck should I not be able to do it? Because it makes people uncomfortable about what they've done. Right. You know what I mean? So when you ask me, like, what scares me? What scares me is not living the life that I want to live. It's not, it's not being the person that I want to be. It's, it's living a life that I look back on and say, dude, you wasted your whole entire life for fear of what, you know, might have happened or what might, people might say about you. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the reality of what most people do. You know, they get to be fucking 75, 80, 90 years old and they say, man, I should have done this, this, and this. And, you know, I didn't. And I don't want that to be me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. I, I, I remember way back when we were first working on a chapter about this very topic. You said, like, one of the worst things that you, you could ever have on your tombstone are the four words, what might have been. Right. Kind of crazy. And, yeah. But people are so busy worrying about what they're going to, what restaurant they're going to go drink beers at on Friday night, you know, than worrying about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't worry about mm-hmm. it. They just put it in the back of their minds that one day it'll figure itself out. But the thing is, it won't. The thing is, it doesn't figure itself out. That's how you get to be 50 years old and, and, and feel like you haven't done anything. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck have I done? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, right. what you've done is you put out the important shit for the right now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So so to avoid that what might have been and that, that, that sense of regret and wasting your life, that fits right into our topic today. Yeah. I mean, it's all how you perceive risk, right. you know, and that's something that we've talked about. You and I have talked about privately. We've talked about, um, you know, in the book that we're writing and, and we've talked about, you know, a number of times just in casual conversation, um, how successful people view risk versus people who are of average mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a totally mm-hmm. different kind of thinking, you know, Successful people don't look at risk as something to be avoided. They see it as something to be embraced. Mm-hmm. They, they actually see risk as the thing that prevents bad things from happening, like maintaining the status quo or living a half-ass average life or, or being below where they want to be in life. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't see it as the thing that's going to keep you from getting there. They, think, they see it as the thing that's going to keep you from getting where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. most average people see risk and they see, well, I could lose everything and I couldn't. When in reality, they don't even fucking have anything to risk. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. You don't have that much. Right. So what do you what do you what are you trying to hold on to? It's not like you living on the edge is going to be that big of a deal for you. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because you're already doing yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? So facing a risk isn't an obstacle to greatness. It's an opportunity for greatness, and that's what people don't understand. They they don't ask. Successful people don't ask, what's going to happen if I risk this? They ask, what's going to happen if I don't risk this? Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's something you need to listen to and understand. It's not, what's going to happen if I risk this? What's going to happen if I step outside this box? What's going to happen if I do this outside my comfort zone? It's going to, what's going to happen if I don't do this? So I know that there are people who are going to listen up until this point and they're going to be like, yeah, you're right, Andy. Yeah. Yo, and, yo, yo, YOLO. <laughs> yeah. YOLO, YOLO Andy. exactly. Which is carpe diem for idiots. Yeah. You know? Hashtag YOLO. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're, and tomorrow they're going to, they're going to quit. They're going to quit their job. And they're going to say, yeah. and they're gonna hey, the MF CEO told me to risk it. Yeah. And they're so, going to drain their bank account on fucking the newest Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So is, is that's that's I mean, not is that that's not what you're talking no, about. No, we're talking that so. you're talking about careless risk taking. Yeah, that's not even a risk. That's just stupidity. You're right. But I mean, people need to think about 
calculated risk versus careless risk. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where people get lost. They see risk and they automatically think careless. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because that's most of the time what people do. They do careless things with their money. They don't make smart decisions. They make decisions on the short term, not on the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where most people are. Um, <clears throat> you know, and before we get further into this, you know, you have to understand the difference between the two. You can't mm-hmm. just say, oh, it's risk. There's a mm-hmm. huge difference between having a plan and there being a little bit of possible downside mm-hmm. or having no plan and just fucking yeah. running out. like Just being impulsive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I don't so, know. Man. So what, what, what does make the difference between the two? I mean, obviously, careless is just like, like I said, impulsive, not really thinking about things. But what what would be some of the criteria that you say? Okay, this is how you make you make a calculated risk. These are the things. These are the factors that you have to consider. Well, you have to really think about what it is you're trying to accomplish, right? What is my end game? What is my goal? What am I trying to do? You have to think about the consequences, the the hard work involved, um, and spend time thinking objectively about the value of your product or service. You know, people don't. Like if you're obviously if you're thinking that that's yeah, a business a bi- yeah that's, that's yeah. a business thing. listen yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. under an asterisk right, we right. Can talk about this right. I mean clearly we're it's business context right but the reality is, is most people can't most people don't even think about what it is they want to do or where they want to be mm-hmm. so whenever they think about risk it's hard for them to develop a calculated risk because they don't have a plan to apply that to you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. um, so the first thing is you've got to get a sound plan it doesn't have to be perfect it's just got to be sound you know it's got to be like a sixty percent plan. You know, Mm -hmm. 60% chance I can make this because in the 40% chance that you don't, you're going to learn something and you're probably not going to, the mistake that you make in that 40% is probably not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. It's probably just Mm going to put a little dent in your progress. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you got a 60% um, plan of, Hey, this, this plan will get me there and you fucking go do it. Mm -hmm. You have some balls, you step up and you say, dude, I'm doing this. And you don't worry about getting approval from your grandma or from your mom or from your brother you know, you just go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, people people don't believe in things before they happen. It's just the reality. Mm-hmm. And um, a good quote by my buddy Michael Gebbins, who I spoke with in Virgin Islands a couple weeks ago, is uh, is to achieve the impossible, you got to see the invisible. Hmm. Okay, I thought that was an awesome quote. That is an awesome yeah. quote. And I'm not a big quote guy, but I'll never mm-hmm. forget that one. Mm-hmm. To achieve the impossible, you've got to see the invisible. Mm-hmm. All right? And most people can't see your invisible. They could see they're invisible, but they can't see yours. Yeah. That so, reminds me of a really cool story. It's really quick. Yeah. Do you mind if I share it real oh, quick? This is just about Walt Disney. And it was evidently one of his, um, they were walking around the entire Magic Kingdom and all of all the the grandeur that the, that the amusement park had become. And he died before all of that actually got done. Right. And somebody said to his grandson or son, it's a shame that, that Mr. Disney never got to see all this. And he said he saw it before any of us. Right. And I thought that that, that kind of gave me goosebumps because it's like, yeah, he saw it. He had the vision. But he dude, saw the invisible. Yeah. And I can tell you from my point of view, you know, um, in 2006, I had uh, and I've said this before. I had a store. I had a, a store employee stand up and look at me right in the fucking eye in front of the whole company and say, Andy. Not one of these stores will ever do more than forty thousand dollars in a month. Hmm. OK. I have stores that do that in three or four days. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they don't get that. Like they don't see it. All right. Here we are almost 10 years later and look where we've become. We were a million dollar company at that time in 2006, Hmm. 1 million. 
This year, we're going to surpass over $100 million, closer to $120 million hmm. with all of our shit combined. No, I, I used to draw the diagram for our company plan in a conference room that sat eight people. And that was because we only had eight people. Right. And, 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 dude, only two of those people of that eight are still with the company. The rest, are, the rest didn't believe. The rest didn't fucking see it. And they're not here. But guess what is here? That fucking diagram I drew on the picture, that's here. It's still there. You see what I'm saying? That's awesome. And, dude, you're not going to have people believe in you. You're not going to have people that are going to say, oh, yeah, dude, I totally see what you're doing. More likely, they're going to say, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Right, right. You're, you're going to risk, your, you're gonna risk your, your whole life. Right. Well, what's your whole life? Is your whole life something that you've... Is your life you're living right now the exact life you want to be living? Because if you're not living the exact life that you're living, that's what you're risking. You're risking what you can build in the future by not taking the action. You know what I mean? And you can't depend on your brother, your mom, or your fucking dad, or whoever, to say, oh, yeah, son, I think that's a great idea. Because most of the time, they're not. They're going to say, go get a fucking job and be a normal human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So this is a place for one of our infamous asterisks i can't even say that word yeah how do you say that ast ast just ast- say asterisk 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 okay well this is one of, this this is a good place for one of those sound it out Vaughn. because i know that you agree that while you should not do things based on other people's approval i'm, I'm guessing i'm just going to guess here that you're not saying don't take anybody's counsel on it <laughs> dude you have to be no i'm not saying that right. you have to be smart about who you're going to listen to Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Most likely try to find somebody who's been through what you're trying to do and say, man, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to say, hey, fucking go buy some magic fairy dust at fucking uh, Disneyland and sprinkle it on your fucking ball sack. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're going to say. <laughs> right. They're going to say, go to work. They're going to say, here's the plan. Execute here and give it time. Give the cake some time to bake. Right. And it happens, man. That's like my biggest thing about this whole podcast is like. Dude, I want people to, uh, to remove the fucking magical idea out of their brain. I hate when I talk to people and they say, man, that guy got lucky. Man, right. that guy, not me or any, when they say about anybody, dude, that guy's lucky. No, he's fortunate. He's not lucky. Right. He's fortunate. Okay? You have no fucking idea what it took to get where he is to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and, trust and, me. And people don't, people don't think about success at... They can think about everything else logically in their life. You know, put the square block in the square hole. Makes perfect mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Every Their whole entire life can be that. But when it comes to success and you tell them, hey, you make this plan and follow it, they're like, no, there's got to be something more. Right, right. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, about four months ago, I had somebody that basically said to me, dude, you kind of fell into something really great with Andy. Yeah. I go, had- what do you mean fell into it? He goes, well, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that want to work with him. You, you just, you were there at the right time. Right oh, time, yeah. right place, yeah. right time. I was like, "Thanks, man." Yeah, I, and they, I people it. don't realize. Like, so, so I mean, I quite, quite frankly, it's an insult to you. Dude, no, it's an insult to dude. Calling somebody lucky is like, is like calling their mom a whore. Right. It's the worst insult you could fucking put on somebody. Right. Especially someone who's literally worked to be where they are. I mean, dude, is their circumstances out of somebody's control? Yes, I have a very good friend who who inherit a lot of money and i'm talking about billions of fucking dollars right very good friend dude his parents fucking died okay he this is when he was young all right he's still very young Mm -hmm. 
Do you think that, you know, you, people say, oh, he's so lucky. Well, he's lucky his fucking parents are dead. He's lucky half his family isn't there to celebrate his life with them. He's lucky that when he has kids, he'll never know their fucking grandpa. Like, dude, he's lucky that everybody that looks at him is never going to see him for his own success. They're going to see, they're always going to blame it on what he inherited. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, you don't think it has its own struggles? Absolutely. You know, people don't give, they say lucky, they don't fucking think about it. It's just, it's a rude thing to say. It I, is. I think. It's also, it's also, it also doesn't take into account the fact that he, I, he could, if he want to, even though it's an enormous amount of money, he could end up becoming a failure by just burning through that cash. Right. He still has to do the right, right. thing. But, it, but back to your the difference between— But it's small-minded uh, thinking. That's my yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're not thinking—like, dude, to call somebody lucky— Right. Like, dude, when it comes to, like, that kind of shit is an insult. Like, dude, right. if, like, you know, if— like, for example, like when I got stabbed and a fucking mm-hmm. uh, the fucking knife went m- literally two centimeters away from my eyeball. Mm-hmm. That's lucky. Yeah. All right. That's lucky because I'd be walking around like a fucking pirate with a patch on my <laughs> eye. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Are we going to do the podcast, Vaughn? <laughs> you know, that would be the fucking that would be the name of the show. But the point is, is that that's luck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We could but, have Johnny Depp on the show. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, that could have been Jack. me. Yeah, yeah. I could have been yeah, like yeah. fat, fat Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> so look, guys, here's here's the point, okay? When you take a calculated risk, there's going to be factors that are going to be beyond your control. There, there are things in the future that you can't possibly predict or know that are going to happen. But you better be damn sure you've thought about the factors you can control and know the things you can know. Otherwise, it's going to be a careless risk you're going to lose. That makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's common sense. Hey, guys, I should say that if you're interested in checking out the show notes for this particular podcast episode, just go to the MFCEO website and check out uh, the MFCEO.com forward slash 23. You can get all the uh, show notes for uh, this episode on risk. But Andy, you said earlier, and I wanna, I'd really like you to kind of flesh out what you're talking about. You said that risk should not be avoided. It should be embraced. And I, I know that people listening would probably like to know why, like, why should I mean you've already said well, it look, a little bit? Here's but. what it comes down to. I mean, you, we're here to live, okay? We're here for a short time. We're not here for thousand years, all right? We're here for a short time. We have to live our lives, okay? And the reason that risk should be embraced is because nothing great comes without risk, all right? It all involves anything great that you could think of your entire life, all involves some sort of danger. And it's only when you put yourself in this perceived danger, which most of the time is perceived. That life becomes interesting and becomes an adventure. You know, think about when you were a little kid. It's only when you stepped out of the deep end of the pool that you really enjoyed yourself. At first, you were scared shitless. You're like, Mom, I'm not fucking doing this. But then after, you know, you're in the, you're in the deep end, you feel like you're the biggest dude in the world. You're like, fuck yeah, I'm the man. You know, that's what I'm talking about here. We're talking about the passion. We're talking about the life that living with some sort of fear and danger lives. I'm not talking about, you know, Riding your motorcycle on standing up on the back seat with no helmet. I'm talking about just doing some shit with a plan that makes sense, and you can see you can find these little victories. You know, you, you're and, talking about putting yourself out there. Yes, because and most when you people don't, are so afraid, especially now with social media, they won't do it because they're afraid right. of criticism for the most part. Right, but, right. You know, it, it's no different when you get older. You know, when you're little, we talk about the deep end. When you get older, it can be different things, but you want to be happy, you want to be excited, and you want to be satisfied with your life. And to do that, you have to have risk, and you have to create adventures for yourself. That that really is true in in, in every area of life. I mean, it's true in it's it's true in work. It's true in you know like 
challenging yourself, like if you're interested in a particular sport, I mean, it's even true in relationships. I mean, if you just sit around and, you know, you never ask girls out, like, you know, you're going to be kind of miserable. Right. Or guys. Right. I suppose. Right, right, but, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, <laughs> you know, think about lions in Africa, okay? They're killed by poachers every year. We just had that deal we saw on the internet for a month straight. Um, so so much so, so many are killed that, that they're they're close to extinct. So our natural tendency is to, is to want to protect them, right? So what do we do? We, we take them up. We scoop them up from Africa. We put them in a cage at the zoo. And you know what? They're safe, right? right. But I'll bet you if that lion could fucking talk, he'd be like, man, fuck this. I might be safe, but I'm not living. Let me out of this cage, and I'll take the risk of getting shot just so I can have a life. Right. You know? And that's So I can go out and point. hunt? Yeah, yeah. Being safe isn't a life. You know what I mean? And it doesn't take that much risk to increase the quality of life tremendously. You know, I'm not talking about risking your fucking house and your home and your car and your income on a daily basis, mm-hmm. even though that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But but I'm talking about little things, you know what I mean? Things mm-hmm. that could just bring a little bit of of extra to you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you think it's true that, um, and I, I'm sure you do. But just just a thought, you know, we do live in the in a generation in which I don't know. There's not there's like not really another great frontier, you know. I mean, Columbus sailed here, and he he had to deal with whatever all these dangers, and he Dude, came to America. Dude, the great frontier right now is the fucking internet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Most people don't know what the fuck they're doing on the internet. They're exploring it. Nobody knows what's going on. You know, and the reality is, is most people spend so much time on the internet that they don't do much else. You know, m- now money's being exchanged over the internet. Uh, you know, businesses are being developed that don't even exist in real life. Dude, Uber is like not even a fucking thing. It's like an organ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a multi-billion dollar yeah. company. It's like a, a fucking idea. Right. Okay. So that's the frontier right now we're talking about. And here's the reality. But it's sad because most most people are using it just for stupid stuff. Uh, yeah, I agree. But my here, let me get to the point. So, like, I try to explain the internet to my dad. And I'm like, Dad, he's like, why are you always on your phone? Why are you always on Facebook? Why are you always on doing this? And I'm like, Dad, you got to understand, you know, I've got to watch the internet because, you know, if I have a customer who's upset or I have something that's, this is a living, breathing thing 24 hours a day, no days off all the time. And I've got to take care of it. You know, now I have people that do this and help me with this, but I still am very, very, very um, uh, involved with our social media. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the point is that I'm getting at is that most people live on social media and they're, you know, we talk about risk. We talk about being afraid. They let these, okay, so half the people that you fucking are friends with on social media are dumbasses, period. (laughs) You're going to perceive them to be dumbasses. Right. Okay. They're afraid of what those dumbasses might say if they post what they really want to say. So in turn, what do people post? They post these stupid fucking memes. They post games. They post feel-good shit that, you know, everybody's going to fucking agree with. Like, oh, this nun from fucking Transylvania saved 50 kids. Nobody's going to not like that. Right. So they post safe shit. Instead of posting shit they really want to say or or, or inviting a uh, discussion or inviting an argument or inviting... Something that's going to give them a little fucking life. It's you know a, what? I, it's absolutely true. So, yeah. dude, most people let that fear alone and that risk alone of just saying what they want to say or being who they want to be stop them from doing anything. That's, and that's so, absolutely so when we true. talk about the next frontier, dude, it's the fucking internet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's keeping people from doing shit. It's the perceived idea that they might get made fun of by somebody that they really don't even fucking know or matters that keeps them from moving. You know, and 
No, that's absolutely true. I mean, I, I was I was a little nervous to be honest with you. I mean, just two confessions here. I was a little nervous. A bunch of people liked the post that I that I said, you know, about the kid with the the latte, but um, a couple of my friends shared it, and I thought, well, I wonder if some of the people they know are gonna say, oh, that that dude, he must believe in child abuse because he he mentioned spanking. Yeah, and I mean, I had to have a gut check and be like, I don't care. Right? It's not. It's not child abuse. I would say child abuse is not spanking your kids. I think there needs to be as many beatings as possible of kids. That's my official stance. If you're not beating your kid, you're doing them a disservice. And I don't mean beating them like putting them in a hospital, but I mean like fucking letting them know, like have some fucking respect. Like, uh, <laughs> Mom's looking at me all crazy. I'm no, like, no, no. I, well, I know how you define beating, and I know it's not the same as, uh, uh, what, what's his name, Adrian Peterson? <laughs> hate, bring on the hate mail. Yeah, you are really living dangerously. Bring it on. <laughs> what? No, no, no. I'm just, I was. I'm getting crazy eyeballs here in the fucking studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Tyler, no. what do you think? Beat or no beat? Uh, I'm, I vote for beat. Beat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We got three beats and zero no beats. Well, that's what Michael Jackson said. Beat it. Beat it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that could be taken a bunch of different <laughs> yeah, ways. I know. <laughs> we have derailed. At any rate, uh, so yeah, you were that talking was about fascinating, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. What that, it took you that long to refer to that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Fucking slipping today. So yeah, definitely. So, but in any case, to your point, danger makes life worth living. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know, think about when you go in for the kiss with the with the girl in high school. You know, you don't know if you're gonna get it or not. That's exciting shit. You right. Know? Right. Like, dude. Right. And people just they lose that somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They lose the ability to like. Do things they're not comfortable with. Right. Well, comfort being the being the key word because well, I think because people think being comfortable is what's going to make life happy, and yeah, it's not. It's like the opposite. Yeah, exactly the opposite. So, so that's that's uh, that's point one for why it, why it should be embraced. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's also about testing yourself. You know, it, it, it's only by testing ourselves on a daily basis that we're going to move forward, and and that's the only way you're going to improve as a person or show that you could actually accomplish anything. Um, you know, think if you've never tested yourself, you never stepped outside your comfort zone, you never did anything that was like abnormal. Okay. You never get anywhere. You never progress. You never move forward. You never get any better. You would just be, and what mm-hmm. fun is that? Mm-hmm. You know, failure is just discovering the areas that you need work on. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that so many times. People just don't look at it the right way. And there's a clear, delineation between the way that people that are successful and have built success in their life look at things like failure and fear and risk and people who don't. And I honestly think that the, the, the perception and perspective of those concepts really has everything to do with where you end up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's identifying the needs for growth so you can improve. It, 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 it's, it's, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, people just have to understand how you look at it, you know, there's like we all say there's two sides to every story. Well, there's two sides to risk. There's two sides to failure. There's two sides to fear. And you get to decide which side you get to be on. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a, I think a good point to drive home with people, though, is that this this is a day to day thing that you could do. Like this is this. You don't have to work. You don't have to wait for like big risks. No. Every day you can put yourself out. No, there. it's Every like when day you have you that, little, that little mental voice that says like, should I do this? Yeah. And then you're, it's like a little thing. Yeah. Like maybe it's a post on Facebook. Yeah. You know what's funny when you talked about that post on Facebook? My most popular post, not that I post things to be popular. I post yeah. things that come from my fucking heart. Right. But 
my most popular posts are the posts that I have to question. Like, do do I really want to say this? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones mm-hmm. that go on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I mean, definitely. The ones that rile people up are the right. ones that are going to get attention. Should and, I really and again, say this? And, and again, not because... That's not, why I said you should beat your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Properly defined. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, my po- to my point, uh, the whole point of every day putting yourself out there, and this sounds kind of goofy, and you'll probably make fun of me, but you know, a while ago I posted, you know, like my dad was really, really good at um, carpentry, at building things, electricity, all that kind of stuff. I mean... That stuff waved me bye-bye a long time ago. What's that? He was Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yes, he was like Jesus. Um, But but that stuff, I'm just not good at that. And our, our, uh, what do you call it? Well, of course you're not good at it. You haven't practiced it. Right, right. And and the thing is, is like our garbage disposal went out. And I was like, crap. I mean, my dad's not around anymore. And my my father-in-law is, you know, five hours away. And I was like, what am I going to do? And and I thought, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to put in a new garbage disposal. And, dude, it was not easy. It was pretty complicated. It involved electrical work and everything. And I did it. And thankfully, my father-in-law told me, reminded me to... Turn the breaker off. Turn the breaker off. Otherwise, that could have been dangerous. But I did it. And when I was done, it, it's crazy how good I felt. Like, yeah. I, it, it, I, like, you were ready I to had, have a fucking beer, weren't you? I was. I was. Bond, sat, I, Bond went outside, fuck, cracked open a cold one. Yeah, I got, said, a, got a cigar. And, he almost you know, grew a beard. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but you know what I mean? My, my point is, is that with what we're telling people is it's this isn't just about starting a business. It's not just about you know asking a girl to marry you. It's a whole lifestyle right. of every day putting yourself out there and really stretching yourself and, and testing yourself. Right. So. I mean, it, 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 the way I like to think about it is this. Look, risk is always better. Taking the risk is always better, always, than the alternative. Because hmm. the alternative is stay the same. You know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, people talk about being afraid to risk because it's dangerous. Really? Well, I'm afraid of not risking. I don't ask myself, what am I going to lose if I do this? I ask myself, what am I going to lose if I don't do this? Dude. What am I going to lose if I don't do this? Now, what am I going to lose if I do this? Think mm-hmm. about that. Think about that. Program that. I cannot drive that point home enough because it's a huge, huge, like, perspective shift. You know, what am I going to lose if I don't do mm-hmm. this? That's how you need to think, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and the answer is the status quo. That's right. Yeah. What, what everybody, you're going to lose what everybody else has? Right. So what? You know what I mean? Right. I, I'll be honest, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> living in a fucking trailer and riding a bike to work and, and not having much, it, dude, that's a more interesting life than what most people live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, most people put too much emphasis on trying to be like everybody else. Like the worst thing I would ever want to be is average. If people say that, oh, you think you're better than average? No, I'd rather be way less than average than be average. Mm-hmm. I'd re- like in a fucking success, like quote unquote, Cause like, dude, some of the coolest motherfuckers I know, and the most interesting people I know, are people who have gone out and they've taken risks, and those risks have led them to a more simple life, not a more poor life. Mm-hmm. Financially, they may have less money, mm-hmm. but they're happier because at least they went out and lived. You know, when I was in Virgin Islands uh, on the on the boot camp a couple weeks ago, I met two different boat captains. Both of them, you know are from the United States, moved there. Uh, one was like 17 years and one was like 14 years. And I'm like, you know, what do you do? And they're like, well, I wake up every day. I go on a fucking boat. I drive around. 
you know, I take people out. They have the bet. And the one guy explained it perfectly. He's like, dude, I get to be the part of people's best day of their entire year. Hmm. I'm like, damn, dude, that's cool. Talk Very about a cool, cool perspective. Very cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. These, these guys were both white-collar dudes who had executive-level jobs that left to go live a simple fucking life. The one guy rides a fucking dirt bike to work. You know what I mean? And the other guy mm-hmm. rides a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Right. Those guys, that's a risk, you know, that they took to go down there. And, and, it, and it actually ended up with them having less financial but more happiness. Right. You know what I mean? The financial thing, guys... And I know, like, you guys, you know, the follow me, you know, you know, I have a thing for cars and all that shit. And that's fine. That's my thing. But, dude, it doesn't mean anything to me like that. Right. You know what I mean? I still learn how to enjoy my life. And that's what you guys got to figure out. Yeah. You know, think about the risks those guys took. Fuck, dude, what's my family going to think? What's my friends going to think? I moved here without anything. You know, I didn't even have a job. Yeah. You know, but now every day they go out, they get to be in the sun. They get to be in the most beautiful place in the world. They get to be a part of people's best day of the year, which I thought was so cool that he said that. Yeah. And and you know, you know that there are some... Huge of, risk for him to do that. Huge risk, and not just risk from the financial standpoint, from the social standpoint, too, because you know oh, that they, there and, are there are corporate guys who know those guys who are like, are they That crazy? guy went off the deep end. Yeah, he went off the deep end. He yeah. lost it. He but couldn't take it. they'd rather be him. In exactly. Their, in their yeah. head. In their yeah. heart. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. Dude, if you don't think I was jealous of both those guys, you're fucking wrong. Because yeah. I'm like, I even told Emily, I'm like, dude, you know, we don't have any kids. Um, you know, let's fucking, let's do this. But I don't, but here's the truth. I don't have the balls to do it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. I would love it, but yeah. I just don't have the fucking balls to do it. Yeah. You know? And plus, dude, I personally, I'd be bored after a week of that. Yeah. But the reality is, is that, dude, the risk is always better than the alternative. Yeah. Always, always, always. You ever seen that movie Far and Away with Tom Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Basically, they start out in Ireland and then they go they go across. You know, it's this big epic where where she and Tom Cruise go across the ocean and they they try to make it. it sounds like a chick flick, dude. No, it's not. It's an epic. It's like they they're they're a, pu- a couple Irish immigrants and they basically go out to Oklahoma and they race for land because they want to start a homestead there. And what happens is that she comes from this like really rich wealthy family and her dad's a good guy but he is absolutely miserable so nicole kidman's character like takes off on her own and so the parents are just shocked because you know she's this like silver spoon in their mouth yeah so they they're like well we gotta have to we have to go after her so they go after her and when they get there the dad who was so miserable in ireland he just comes alive in the in the west and because everything's dangerous like there's rattlesnakes and there's, there's you know it's not boring. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's it, and so that's. I mean, to me, that's that's the way you, you got to live. I mean, right. if you're just comfortable, you might have a lot of things in your life, but if you're just comfortable and you're and, and you're never tested, man, that's just that's worthless. Dude, look, man. So you're right. Risk is risk is always better than regret. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, um, guys. Once again, if you're uh, if you're interested in getting the show notes for this episode, it's the mfceo.com forward slash. P23. I hope I said that earlier, but if I didn't, it's P23, as in Michael Jordan, 23, number 23. You know, like I said, for somebody who's who's been, uh, you know, quote unquote successful in a certain area of my life, and I know a number of other entrepreneurs that are very successful, all of them look at risk the same way. They all look at risk and say, what am I going to, what's going to happen if I, if I don't take this action? 
mm-hmm. not what's going to happen to me if I take this action. It it's a common it's a common threat. It's just it, it it's an absolute. It's it's oxygen. It's the way that they think. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I can't stress how important it is for somebody to realize you are gonna fucking die. Mm-hmm. Okay, we lose track of that. Okay, we lose the we lose the perspective that dude we are mortal and our life is going to end and i guarantee you at that moment when you realize that you're gonna die and death is imminent and i mean within like a few hours or a day or six weeks or whatever you're not gonna say oh man i risked too much in my life i can't believe i did that i'm a fucking idiot you're gonna say man i wasted my life because i didn't do the shit that i wanted to do and i'm gonna die with a lot left on the table. And that's the thing you need to think about. That's the idea that you need to grasp when you think about risk. That's the point that you need to think about when you think about the big picture of your life. It's not what's going to happen to me if I do this. It's what is my life going to be or become or mean if I don't do this. And if you could grasp that concept in your daily actions, you're going to have a much happier, much more fulfilled, much more successful life. Go be fucking great. I do is work, 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 work